Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime. Or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean. I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I am Kristen Carney, an amazing, beautiful... No, I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. Hey, it's Kristen. I'm a comic and um, <laughs> wannabe actor. And of course, with me is Marnie, the awesome wing girl and best-selling author. Yes, I love it. It's going to feel good. It does every feel time freaking good. Yeah. It does, especially since so many yeah. publishing companies did not want to publish, publish me at first. So I'm like, screw that. I'm doing it on my own. And then... Yeah. Bestseller. bestseller. Screw you. Screw them. Publishers. Yeah. Eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Haley, best selling hey. actress. Yeah, best selling tons of things on the internet. <laughs> right. Check me out. Star names only. No, seriously, do it. <laughs> and of course, Mo. Oh, hi. The man producer. Guys, I was just talking about how oh, Mo has so many Twitter followers. It's disgusting me now. I mean, he doesn't have tons. I mean, he's You've a like thousand. lapped us, Mo. But he has but a lot, like how fast he's grown in right. his Twitter followers. So so I have a <laughs> I have a little competition I'm starting. So um, we want to beat Mo in Twitter followers. Ah. So follow us at Ask Women Podcast. You just gave a lot of people the incentive if to now follow us, Mo. If you want to follow. <laughs> at Mo Darwich. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's not at Mo, Mo Darwich. It's at Douche Darwich. Okay. So <laughs> that's where he is. But um yeah, so, but we have on our Twitter, we've gotten a lot of um, guys tweeting about how they've bought things on Amazon. They did, but, for us. but the contest is over. I know the contest is over, but it's still okay. They're showing us that they're doing this, which is amazing for us because it helps us stay on oh, the air. I absolutely. mean, let's face it, 
this business is all about the money. <laughs> well, let's face it. That's nothing, why nothing we're doing free this. Anymore, okay. <laughs> so when you get on there and you order, it helps us be free for you. Yeah, these three booties, we got to keep it free for, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so we got to keep them tight and lift yeah, it and yeah. then, so we can sit on these yeah. chairs. Properly. And of course, you'll find, you'll find the Amazon banner on our Podcast One page. So and what is the link for that page? It is podcastone.com backslash ask dash women. There's so many like different I never combinations. Know forwards. No, I think it is forward. No, it's I never, backslash. Okay. I never know. That's why. I oh, always, I don't know what backslash or forward slash. Is. I always hesitate there because I never know if it's backslash or forward slash. And then I stutter because I'm trying to figure it out. And I should know this by this age. You got it. Yeah. And so should people it. who are listening. They should know. We don't have to ever right. have to repeat that. Just freaking again. Google ask women and you'll go to. And exactly. Then, and then bookmark that shit. Bookmark it. So then you can just go in and order straight Since from you probably don't read like real books and don't have real books bookmarks at least have one bookmark and have it on your computer for our page yes, yes. there you go i like yeah. it wait so what are they showing you on twitter what are they so bought? someone i mean i can't remember exactly but there was a tweet someone had like they took a picture of their computer like a screenshot and it was uh the ask women like why am i not I saw that. that's awesome yeah they were clicking you could see their little mouse thing clicking <gasps> on the ask women amazon banner and then and then someone sent a picture of like the items that they bought and what? I am we on that all the time. How do I not see this stuff? Yeah, Maybe I'm not it. looking hard enough. Yeah, you got to Well, how about, how about this? We do a contest now and we'll do it for the month of September. The person that said gets the highest amount that spends the most, they could come on the show and all four of us will give them advice. Ooh, I love that. Wow. I like that. Well, we could have them as You a could guest. even have an alias if you want. Yeah. Yes. But this name. does not take away from the initial contest of we have to beat Mo on Twitter. So no. like, don't get too confused with all the contests yeah. being thrown yes. at you. And for all my men out there who want to support me, don't. at Mo Darwich, <laughs> come on, boys. At, at Douche Darwich. <laughs> at Douche Bad. So going to be an account set up called Who do you really love, guys? Darwich. Who do you, why are you really here? It's exactly. Awesome. Is it to listen to Mo? Come is it on. for this floppy penis? Or is it for <laughs> floppy? I don't know. I like the word floppy. It's hard. It's like elephant ears. I don't know. Not not that big, but it's like a beagle, like a beagle's ears. Yes, yes. It's Aww. me. You're what? But a hound dog. I did. I who did I show the big black cocks to this morning? Oh my oh god! Oh my god! What did I miss? That? So what? I was on Loveline on Sunday, and Mike Catherwood. I, I forget even how it got brought up. He like something about big black cocks. He's like, you want to see it's some? His. And I'm surprised I haven't Googled this before. For like, you would think this would be on top of my list oh for my Googling. God. Oh yeah, but he's like, he's like, check these out. Oh my God, they are massive. You know, I'm like, that would amazing. be so okay. scary. You know what's amazing about Mike Catherwood is that when he came on our show, he was such a gentleman and oh, so sweet. He is a gentleman. Mr. Deep. Right. He is, but he, he's, he is Mr. Deep, but he's also Mr. Shallow, which I love. It's hilarious because when we met him <laughs> the first time, when, he, when we met him the first time, he was like, I have diarrhea. <laughs> Is that you really know? Mr. Shallow mm. or Mr. Gross? I I, or like, Mr. like 14-year-old? Yeah. But I don't know, to- but I, I wonder if his diarrhea was as good as those black ones. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. That's so gross. These things are, honestly, I but, I feel... Sorry, I got to get off this topic. I have now, to say one thing in my head. Is because what? I saw a picture in this big book that someone it had, had to be a table. big book. It was tied in a the knot. The big book of penises? It was tied in a knot. Tied Wait, in. the big book of penises? Yes, is this I think so. Uh-huh. Wait, really? This is their coffee table book? Yes, coffee table book. I don't know about that. I would go for the small book of penises, but I don't know if that's a big <laughs> It's one. too scary. I mean, how do you tie you go for the notebook of the penises. Si- the size of the book doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to tell you guys a story of um, this uh, young man that I was approached by at Starbucks and I felt like I was doing field work. It was so amazing. I've never really had this happen because I've, I've said before that I don't really get approached often. You and, you say that, but every week you give a new story about being approached. Well, I Maybe do. you're just being I more do. aware of it now. I mean, well, I think, no, I think I'm appearing slightly more friendly. 
and I you're more confident. Happening. Yeah, it's been happening. So I was. You got to do something about that. Yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> even gotta, know you anymore. Knock you by down. the way, <laughs> I'm like smiling lately. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's horrible. It's weird, <laughs> especially when you have big gums like I do. <laughs> I'm better looking when I don't smile. That's a, that's a joke my friend tells Molly. She's hilarious. But anyway, um, anyway, so this guy, I was walking to Starbucks, and this this kid was tying up his bike to a, like a phone pole or whatever, and and he just and he looked at me, and we made eye contact on contact, but it was so quick. It was like the swiftest thing ever. We made like really brief eye contact. And then he instantly was like, I think you're beautiful. I want your number. And I was like, whoa, okay. First of all, I hadn't had my coffee yet. (laughs) I was like, can we just hold this for just two minutes? I need to get my espresso. Um, and so when I, when he did that, I literally said, hold on a second. Cause I was walking to the garbage can to throw something out. So I just said, can you, can you hold on a second? Like you're like way too in my face right now. So just give me one second. So I like walked over to the garbage can, but then I had to go back his way because I was going into the Starbucks. Right. So we kind of, you know, came back together at the door and, um, so you couldn't really I, run away. Could, right. We were going into the same place or as far as I knew he was maybe not even going to Starbucks, Right. but they knew him there once we went in. So, and that didn't work. We always say like, Oh, if they know you there, it's attractive. Yeah. They knew him there, but I was like, this is, it's not attractive. It's weird. Um, but, but for <laughs> him, drinking, he obviously had the coffee. Stop drinking so much coffee. Let me ask you, did he read that first look right? Were you initially attracted to him mm-hmm. on first glance? No, he was much younger. Um, he was also foreign. <laughs> no offense, foreign guys. Um, but no, I wasn't like in, instantly like enamored. I think he's, he was a, an attractive kid, but I just wasn't instantly like, oh, me and you. So what'd you say to you, him? You ride a bike and you have a book in your hand. That's like, you know, I was wondering, like, you got me. do you have no life at all? You know, no. <laughs> he's probably a student. Uh, to be honest, you just looked at him. You probably got nervous. Right. And then just looked away. And- I didn't really get nervous. I got dread because I'm, I basically rolled out of bed. I was in, um, my pajama pants, essentially. And I had eye makeup on from the night before that was crusted all over my skin, <laughs> my cheeks, you know? So you were in your I own was, self-conscious world. Yeah, I was more like, oh God, you know, I feel really gross. I know I have a big like colic in the back of my hair right now. It just was <laughs> gross. So anyway, basically the point of the story is, is that he persisted. And so he followed basically with me in line. But what did, he, what did you say to him after he said, you're beautiful? You just like said, okay, bye. I go, well, so I said, hold on a second. Let me throw this out. Then I came back uh, to go in and I basically said, I'm Kristen. Nice to meet you. Thank you. I have a boyfriend, but I do host a podcast <laughs> called Ask Women. And do you listen this to it? This guy was like floppy penis immediately. Right, right, right. <laughs> He's like, wah, wah, wah. Right. And I said, do you listen to it? Because you're very forward and like, you know, wow. I, Obviously I'm, you're taking our advice. Right, Great right. job. But you took it a little too far. <laughs> so um, he instantly was completely uncomfortable with, he it was never of expecting course. something like that, but he maintained staying in line with me. And I said, listen to the podcast. It'll be on Thursday. <laughs> I'm going to talk it. about you. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Way to pimp us out. I yeah, love you can it. Google us. And so anyway, he's, his first reaction was, should you take advice um, on dating from women? That was your dating women. Or like, you know, he was thinking more, you should take advice from other men. Did you tell him about Mo? And of course not. <laughs> I was like, don't go to douchytwitter.com backslash Mo or whatever it is. <laughs> And so anyway, he was, he maintained staying there, staying there. And then once I was waiting for my coffee, he still stood there and was, you know, and it was more, I think a conversation because now he was kind of in it and I was lecturing him more so. So it was very strange for him, but it was so, um, boom. And I said, what made you be so aggressive and what happened in your life to make this? (laughs) And he said a really bad breakup, you know, and I was thinking, I was thinking he would say, I said, how long ago was it? I was thinking he'd say a month ago, two weeks ago, three months ago. 
And he was like, oh, three years ago. I was like, oh, okay. So you're crazy. Wow. <laughs> so you're crazy. Um, and, uh, but, but anyway, he was way too forward, but he was very nice. And I definitely appreciated his effort, but what, it was too much. What country was he from? Uh, Pakistan. Pakistan. Nothing against the packs. I like your hair. You guys pack of the stand. <laughs> so when, when was it too much though? Because initially. The he, first moment. But I, thought, but I thought you complimented him. That was like, good. He, he asked I mean, for your number. Because he had the balls to do it. Because he didn't like know you at all before he asked for your number. Because that'd be weird for me. It's like, how do you even know me? How do you, why do you want to call me? Right. It's like, based off of my look, he liked me. But it was like, literally, we had. The beautiful Kristen. Of course. But we made eye contact for like a split second. And then it was there. It wasn't like I had a moment to take anything yeah. in. So when that happens, you know, you you kind of defensive, defensify. Like, yeah. I kind of instantly went like, oh. I don't have my coffee yet. And like, I feel really gross. And now I'm put in this position. But he didn't, from what you're saying, like you're giving your interpretation of it, right? So I don't know how he actually said it, but you're saying he said, you're beautiful and I want your number. Like that's how you actually heard it and saw it happening. Yes, he he goes, excuse me, this is going to sound really weird, but you're beautiful and I want your number. It was like the moment we made eye contact. There wasn't like a Like a swagger or a smile. Yeah, there wasn't a time. Was there an accent too? A, su- a subtle one. A subtle one. You'll be my wife. Yeah. I was like, don't, don't hurt me. Don't cut my vagina. No, oh my God. No, I'm kidding. You'll be great. You'll sleep next to me and my goat. Yeah. It'll be I fantastic. Lo- hey, I love my cat. You know how I feel about animals. I wouldn't mind sleeping next to a My goat. goat and your cat will get along great. <laughs> I know that's your real voice, by the way. Mo. That's how you actually, as soon as Mo steps out of the studio, that's how he talks. It's so true, you guys. It's so true. But anyway, basically, and he was, it was too intense. For it you, was intense, saying. but I did, I did like the fact that he was willing to do something like that, you know, and especially did, not getting out of a Jaguar, but getting, hooking up his bike, you know? <laughs> exactly. Well, as he should, he should have equal confidence yes. to the guy with yeah. his, you know, why did he say he was, Jaguar? Yeah. Say it again, Jaguar. Oh, I said Jaguar. Ja- Jaguar. I, I'm sorry. I said it like that. I'm such a douche. Jaguar. Now my Twitter is douche.com. <laughs> well. I said that because I worked for Jaguar uh, a few years ago and it was like Nazi Germany. And they were like, you cannot say Jaguar. If anyone says Jaguar, you're fired. And so, yeah. So we had to like say it over and over. Like when we got there in the morning, it was the craziest promotional marketing job like I ever did. And they were like, when we got there in the morning, it was like a week long thing. And they were like, everyone say Jaguar like 10 times. And we're like, Jaguar, Jaguar. I'm like, Jaguar. I'm like, screw screw That was really good. I like that voice. Oh my God. This job's the worst. You want to kill yourself. The worst. The worst. So it's just ingrained in my brain to say Jaguar. So I just sound like such an asshole. I thought it was Jaguar. I didn't even know it was Jag, whatever you said. The other options that you said. Yeah. But let's go back to the approaching. Okay. So, so, So I want you to walk me through the steps of the approach because I think this is a perfect chapter in the man's playbook. That was good. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. You know what I just realized about that? That he sounds like for that itch and then he says we use our fingernails and it's like yes that's how you get an itch with your fingernails I get kind of every time I think about it I'm like ew wait what you're itching yeah 
Yeah, I love yeah. Pacino. It doesn't pump me up the same way as it does for Mo. Yeah, oh, Pacino. I do. Jack. I just love watching his face. Like childish smile, not childish, but like like glow to him every time he hears it's it. Ch- I love it's it. Childish. It's childish. I just want to put on a helmet and hit somebody. <laughs> I hear you. I oh, get yeah. it. Okay, so this chapter in the man's playbook is about how to approach, and based on Kristen's story that she was just talking about, obviously this guy did not do a good job at approaching, mainly because he was too he was too much too soon. Right. That's the main message here. But you did admire him for his directness. So what could he have done? Because he was very direct at first, which threw you off and put put a barrier up, obviously, even though you were, you know, pimping out our podcast afterwards. So there (laughs) obviously wasn't much of a barrier there. Shameless. But what could he have done after that initial approach if he realized it was too intense? How could he have pulled it back a little bit? Um, First, he could have done an American accent. Oh, and I would have been like, oh, well, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Kristen. No, really? No, no, of course not. Well, I'm maybe. kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe, but no, I'm kidding. No, um, no. The first thing that I, I, if he looked at me, because I mean, the moment he looked at me, I knew he was interested. I could see it in his eyes in that like split second. So if he kind of took that moment in, gave it a second, let me walk into the Starbucks, do my thing, get my coffee. And as I'm at the sugar or milk bar, maybe start say, hey, I just saw you outside. And, um, you know, I think that would be a better opening because I would be like, oh, yeah, I saw you too. Warming you up a little right, bit. A little let's bit. Say, let's say you walked in and then you snuck at the back and he missed that opportunity. You have, he has no idea how long you're going to be around. You well, literally could have gone to the garbage and kept walking the other way. He didn't know you were going into Starbucks. He, well, yeah, yeah, I was like right at the door pretty much. So okay. I mean, there was really nowhere else. And like, it was, it's on Lincoln. Like, where am I going to like an auto mechanic place? Like I'm going to Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I, think, I think the difference is him asking for your number right away. Like the yeah, first like, moment. I want your number. Like, he can still say hi. I think he can still approach you, but yeah. just like dropping that in. It's like, yo, dude, you don't even, you don't know me. Yeah. Well, it's like one of the questions that we had a couple of weeks ago where I think that's that's what he said to her first. And the girl said, I don't even know you. you. I remember that. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, sorry. And he like scurried away afterwards. But that's a really good point. Like to ask, I I get that like nerves are worked up. You're like, I just want to spit it out of my mouth, which is first of all, amazing that this use this as your practice time. If you are not at that point yet do what this guy did and just get it out and don't worry about if the girl says yes or no. Um, but as you start to practice, start to slow your pace down because we talk about it all the time when guys approach at a bar and say like, I want to fuck you and then walk away. That's super sexy. So like what Kristen was saying, if he were to smile, look over and then get back to his world, locking up his bike or whatever, and then start to slowly come in and then start chit chat and right. build a little bit of rapport first. It can be sexy, and flirty rapport, and open, but not asking for the phone number. It's doing, too much. Doing something like the OSA the mm, observe, yes. share, and ask a question. Ask. Like, I have goats. You have goats? Right. <laughs> yeah. I have a goat named Roger. I'm like, I have a goat, named, Roger. I have a goat named Mo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that but is- something like that, because again, it's like, I don't know if I like like you. I don't know you. So why would I want to give exactly. you my number? I need to know that there would be some sort of, I mean, besides the fact that I have a boyfriend, you know, I, there'd have to be some sort of connection, mm-hmm. not just the physical. Because I mean, who knows? that I found him as physically attractive as he found me. No. Probably not. You know what I mean? So Right. Well, but th- you could have, but for women, it takes a lot more, more for that physical. Because yeah. who, who was on the show or when were we talking about this, that men know in the first 15 seconds for women, it takes about five minutes to decide what oh, they yeah. want from a man. Because you're, 
Yes. Okay. Because you're because you're eval- evaluating these people who are presented in front of you. So you need to know a are they a rapist? B are they crazy? C do they have social value? Uh, D there's a whole bunch of things that you want to know first about this man before you start like hanging. And the guy's just like, do um, I want to have sex with her? Is that right. true? Is, Although, that, how, I, I is think, it that quick? I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Fifteen seconds. Yeah, Although, not even fifteen there, seconds. There is this Whoa. video that's on YouTube. That, it's on my my website as well, winggirlmethod.com. Mm-hmm. Um, where it is these guys and they just shoot them. And they go up to a girl and they say, give me, give me your number. Give me your oh, number. I've seen that. And women just put their number in their phone. But why? And he goes, so they asked you. And they'll just do it. Yeah. And so for, for that, that. But you know what about that video? I, I watched that video. And it's like, I wonder how many edits there were of women that didn't yeah. say yes. But let's, oh, oh is yes. it so bad if you get 50% of the women asked? No. Yeah. Yeah, sure there are. I don't think every man, when he does that, or if a man did that, every woman would say yes. So I, depending on what age they were, um, but a lot of the women that they were showing know, were younger, like you, but like you said, I would, I would do it. Yeah. But see, women would say yes. Now, whether you actually could get them to see you again, that's, that's a whole nother Absolute, bar game. Buddy. Absolutely. That's a lot more work you got to put in. Yeah. That's what my blog was about. It's like, great. You have the phone number. But, now but that's just, that's, but, that's round one. That's yeah. You don't even know her names. So then you're like, uh, what do you do then? You know? But then you start a conversation afterwards. The whole point of this video was to show like that women admire leadership like where yeah. it's not like oh hi my name's bill can i have your phone number like this weak man going up to them but a man who is assertive saying put your number in my phone yeah mm-hmm. now, and, and her saying okay and then the whole scenario would be changed though if you had a flip phone i'd be like <laughs> yeah. okay sure uh, like how do you use this thing is this no, hot pink I, <laughs> I, think, I think this guy had a great approach because his initial approach was while well, you're beautiful because it was from an honest place and he came directly to yeah. you with it but i feel like the middle is where he lacked it it's like yeah. wow great introduction now what do we say as men during that middle to fill that middle ground because then if you would have filled that middle ground with say five minutes of banter three minutes of banter well, you could actually get to know this guy and see his personality a minute. You might have said yes at the end when he asked you for his number. Well, the thing is, is that what he showed you about his personality was that he was intense, a little bit nervous and aggressive. And those aren't three good things that women are attracted to. Right. In that video on YouTube, these guys are showing that they don't really care, that they can lead, then they can be direct and just ask for what they want. And like they weren't asking, staring the girl down. And like being really intense about saying, give me your phone number. They weren't even looking at her and saying, put, they're like, put your number in my phone. Right. Whereas if like, right. I, I don't really care, I'm already leaving. Right. I think but like, okay, funny. you can do it. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a dip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would almost think that, that they're not being picky enough though. It's like, I want guys to choose me based on my personality. When he does that, I'm almost like, well, maybe I'm ruining your whole point here. But no, no, I, I just hear, think the whole point is to be honest. <laughs> so. Yeah. I just think I'd be like, uh, like. What makes me different than somebody else? Why would you even bother asking me? I want, I want to know that I'm different and that you value that. Right. But you know? in your early 20s? I just want to bang. No, I don't know. I mean, I think so still then. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, that's totally fine. You're maybe the other 50% who said no. Mm-hmm. But I watched that video and I was like, I would probably do it. Would I answer the phone the next day? Yeah, probably not. Because I have not, no yeah. clue who he is. See? I've heard. But if he gets 100 women... And he gets 50 phone numbers and he gets 10 girls who answer and interact with him. And he, he knows how to do things after the getting the phone number. He knows how to flirt. He knows how to use races, you know, texting techniques. Um, then, then he can do something. But then you like don't those. even know the girls are reaching out to. I don't know. I think it's just like a wild card. It's, it's definitely a numbers game, obviously. Yeah. But it's like, you're just throwing out seeds and seeing which ones. That's what grow. men are supposed to do. They're supposed <laughs> to throw out seeds. Yeah. yeah and then right? eventually it gets in an egg and... Sh- 
That's how shit happens. Exactly. Anyway, I, I went a little <laughs> bit off topic. All but the whole yep. thing is, is like the the whole thing is, is that the approach for the man's playbook that I want I want to talk about is the the approach. What he could have done, he could have used Osa for sure. Um, but the intensity and the asking for the number right away and getting up in your grill right away was too much for you, especially pre-coffee. Right. So I think the the sexier thing to do in that scenario is sort of just like sit back, relax, smile at the girl. And then, you know, as you're going into Starbucks, you can make some sort of joke or something to, to lighten up the space and then go into OSA and then ask for the phone number. Once you decide right. that you, he wanted your phone number. Right. I'm sure he wanted your phone number now after you said, I'm the host of the Ask Him <laughs> right. podcast. He's probably listening. He is. I, to- I told him to listen. Aww. And he, he didn't give you his name, right? No, he he was like, I won't, won't give you my name if you're going to talk about it on there. You know, I was you. like, well, I assume what what would it be? If he's from back, back uh, he'd be like, <laughs> can I have your telegraph information? <laughs> I will put it in through wire. I'll see yes. you later. That's well, that concludes this week's chapter in the man's playbook. And I feel bad that yep. we did not pump this up more at the beginning I of know, the episode. I mm-hmm. to talk about we totally should have, but we have the best man in the world coming on to our show today. The... Well, one and only. One and only. Yeah, you did a. You did oh, a I don't know. But he's he is the wrestling champ uh, actor of the world. Of, of the, the world. world. He's just also a total badass and like well, seriously one of the most nicest guys. He is Steve Austin, and he's on our show next. Yes. It's, it's, yeah. I, I was so embarrassed when we first met him. I told him um, I thought I was the first person ever to think this. I'm like, does anyone ever call you Cold Stone Steve Austin? <laughs> I was like, because I actually always accidentally do it if I ever oh, have yeah. to say. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I always go to Cold Stone Steve Austin because I'm way more into ice cream than I am to wrestling, Ditto. which makes complete sense. Right. So it's always in my brain, but I want him to have like a like ice cream flavor. Oh, he totally should. He Why needs he an not? ice cream flavor. I mean, his podcast yeah. is like the number one on our network, so he should have his own yeah, ice cream. Yeah. He's that man should great. have his own ice cream. Yeah. It makes sense. But we met him probably three months ago because he uh, records for Podcast One as well, which is a network that we're on. And we have been stalking him ever since to be on our show. And Mo is on his show yeah. as well, which is why he's getting all of his followers on Twitter. I, they call me Gimme Mo. On no, they show. don't. Yeah, I, love really? Gimme Mo. I love oh, it. Oh, it should be Gimme Less. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you little mix. <laughs> well, coming up next, we have the amazing Steve Austin in studio with us. He is fantastic. He's wonderful. He's answering your questions for Analyze This. And he's telling us all about what he has learned about women from his four marriages that he's had. That is coming up next. See you in a bit. If you love betting on sports, then Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action. Right now, baseball season is in full swing. You can hear the crack of the bat, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine are there. So Bet Online has you covered for news, scores, odds. It's the best way to place your bet. And guess what? It's free to sign up. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and take advantage of the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So don't sit on those sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, 
there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. Life can be hard. Life can be daunting. You could be struggling with mental health issues. You could be struggling with loneliness. You could be struggling with grief. You could be struggling with adjusting to life post-COVID. If you are, there's help. You don't have to do it alone. And if you're like a lot of people and a lot of men, you probably think, eh, I can handle it. It'll be fine. I'll get through it on my own. But if you actually seek help, you'll find out, whoa, I actually really couldn't do that on my own. And support is necessary. So if you're struggling, talk to someone. And BetterHelp is here to talk to you. I want you to start living a happier life today. So as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash askwomen. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash askwomen. Welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. We are so excited today to have wrestling legend with us, the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Welcome, Steve. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, what's happening? Wow. We are so excited to have you here. We've been pumped up about this for so long. You We've know been talking about it. You know what's know. so funny about you is that like you're so not intimidating. I mean, you're intimidating, but Don't you're not intimidating. No, because you're so nice. It's so funny. It's like, you know, you have the image. But then I'm like, no, no, no. He's like super. We just blew his cover. Now he hates yeah. us. <laughs> no, but I get that no. all the time. People always think I'm going to be mad or drunk or mean <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So uh, thank you for having me on the show. And thank you for recognizing that. Yeah. 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 I mean, the camouflage does intimidate me a little <laughs> yeah, bit. It is intimidating. <laughs> Ask Mo. I, I wear this stuff almost every single day. And I have about five of these. But I'm. Are you rotating through them? Really? Yeah. What are you hiding from? Why are you? Why? <laughs> I'm not hiding from ex-wives or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, me too. Uh, no, I'm not hiding from anything. Camo for a guy, you know, for a guy, you wearing camo. I eat a lot of stuff on my diet, and if I spill anything on my shirt, you cannot see it. So it that works for me. Smart. That's a really good yeah. point. I, I should, use that. Yeah, I'm I known for spilling. I'm, I'm big into hygiene, so don't get me wrong. I'm taking my showers, and doing all that. I'm wearing clean <laughs> stuff, but if I drop some food on it, it's easily concealed. Right. I'm, like a co- I'm a coffee drinker, so that would definitely blend in. Right. Don't wear white. Right. Right. A nice man and a smart man too. Wrong. The full package. Fantastic. I don't know how smart, but we, we can get to that later. <laughs> you, you mentioned um, before when we met that first time. You mentioned that your favorite guns are the Remington Arms guns, and yep. That's where I'm from. That's my town. Yeah. So what about Remington guns? I'm just wow. curious. Yeah. Well, that's I'm interesting curious. that you would bring that question up. <laughs> that is interesting that you would bring that up. Let's talk about guns. <laughs> He's like, I happen to have a gun in my pocket right now. I don't know why I haven't done the Ask Women show sooner. I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> no, just uh, growing up hunting with my dad down there in South Texas, he shot Remington. You know, Remington 870 shotgun is what we all started off on. And as far as our deer rifles, the Model 700. Love the trigger, and once you get used to something, you know, that's what you're used to. Mm-hmm. And it's high quality, out of the box. 
you know, the most accurate guns that there is. You know, great quality stuff for the working man at an affordable price. Right. Oh, that's amazing. You should, we should, we should seriously uh, yeah. get them as our sponsor that. for this episode. Come on, Remington. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's, it's funny because my like lineage, like, you know, my grandpa, my grandpa's grandpa, whatever, they all worked at Remington Arms. Oh. But I know it's in my town. Like that's what my town is made from. We wouldn't yep. exist unless that was there. But uh, I know nothing about guns at all. And I like how literally I I know teach it in your school. And it's weird because we live, you know, our school's next door to a gun store and no one ever shot up the school. Isn't that amazing? It was back in the day when people had common sense. Nobody has any common sense anymore. That is very true. It ain't about the guns. It's about a little common sense. Let me ask you something, Steve. Do you ever take a girl when you're single? Would you take a girl on a date to a shooting range? Would you recommend that? Because I've done it. And I think women find shooting guns very exciting. I get turned on by it. Yeah. It's like the power thing, you know? It's like you feel like you're in control and you have a man kind of guiding you and you're like, show me how to do this. I mean, I'm into it. I've mm. never been. You know, the kick, the horsepower, it is kind of an adrenaline rush. You know, I never thought about it. I certainly want to take it away the ex-wives to the shit. <laughs> 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 never thought about it to answer your question on a first date. <laughs> I want to get to know that person a little yeah. bit. Get a little psych eval. Yeah, exactly. Before you're taking them with a gun somewhere. Well, actually, I do want to talk about you and dating and your past with women, if you're comfortable talking about that. Absolutely. I'm okay. down with it. So what? Awesome. So maybe like, let's go into some questions about what your first date spots were when you were single. Like some of your favorite places to take women back, back then. Man, back in, the back in you know, before I had my car, you know, uh, the old track field there in Edna, Texas, you know, just hanging around the track, walk a few laps. There's a little stadium, some steps over there. Kind of just, there wasn't too many people out there, but it wasn't any kind of like a, a public place. We were just kind of like homebodies. Really? So yeah. you just walk around and stroll around the yeah. track because all they needed? Yeah, stroll around the wow. track. And I, this is very, I mean, you know, I grew up in a town of 5,000 people. So, you know, when we're sitting here in Los Angeles, there's people galore. It's a little bit different setting. But yeah, right. that's where it started. Interesting. Wow. Well, so y- you have been married three times, right? Currently married for the fourth and last oh, time. Fourth, okay, so fourth time. Yes, wonderful. So the first time that we met you, you were telling us a little bit about what you had learned from those previous marriages that are really helping you in your current marriage. And we would like to hear about that. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't probably, you know, the, the experiences. Uh, and probably those first three marriages, I wasn't really ready to be married, quite honestly. Really? And, uh, but, Is but anyone with, ever, though, really? I mean, I'm not. No, well, but, uh, what, what changed for you? Well, well, I guess I just finally got old enough to realize and been with this one person. I've been with my wife now for 10 years, almost 10 years. We've been married going on three years, and she's a special education teacher. And I think, uh, you know, she has two degrees. She's highly intelligent, high level of integrity, very uh, high work ethic. What's she very doing with honest. you? I know. <laughs> she brings out the best in me, and that's why I'm still wow. with her that's to answer wonderful. your question. And uh, I think, you know, maybe her background helps her understand a guy like me and communication, as I was telling you guys last time I talked to you a month or two or three, yeah. ago, the communication was the key for me with this woman. Her name is Kristen. Oh, hi. And with, there's just <laughs> no way to sweep anything under the carpet and, you know, kind of address it as a half issue. We discuss everything in full, get it out of the way. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's an understanding and we are on the same page. And she helps me do that uh, the best. She helps me communicate. And that's what I needed. So before, before were you not communicating? Well, yeah, you're communicating, but you know, I mean, I was on the road and I, you know, quite, you know, frankly, uh, in the entertainment business, I came from the world of professional wrestling and, uh, I'm a guy. Like I tell them, (laughs) guys are stupid. I want to have my cake and eat it too. I did back then. You cannot do that. 
if you're in a committed monogamous relationship, you know, I was, you know, I wanted to, to do what I wanted to do. Right. And, uh, you know, I got that out of my system, met the right person. And that part of my life is over. I'm happy about that, uh, believe it or not. But that's wonderful. So what's like a gr- perfect date night for you and your wife now? What are you guys into? Interesting. Uh, we're homebodies. Live in Marina Del Rey on West Side. We're a bunch of West Side people gather at this table in Los Angeles. <laughs> Except Mo's from like Armenia I, or something. He used to be on the West <laughs> Side. I'm an ex-West Sider. I'll be back eventually. My girl's a, a Hollywood girl right now, uh, so, which makes me a Hollywood boy. You are. That's okay. You can do that. Now, you know, we, there's a little sushi spot we go to. Uh, you know, Los Angeles is is a big ass city. Yeah, and some of the greatest restaurants in the world right here. You can have a culinary experience that blow your mind. But the problem is, we was, we just went out and ate with uh, Norm Pattis the other day. The podcast one. Oh yeah, King. King. Yeah, exactly. And we met him in Hollywood at what's called Mr. Chow's. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a pain in the ass to get there. Yeah, now we three had a hours great later. time. <laughs> yeah, we had a great time. But you know, we we left early to get there to make the the you know on time. I'm a time fanatic. I can't be late. We had a wonderful dinner with Norman Mary and met some big wigs in, in uh, the industry, but it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> so everything that we do is in that Marina Venice area so that we don't have to drive too far. Same with and, and my, Same my wife way. loves to cook. So, I mean, she loves that. I mean, that's her passion. So, you know, I'm just kind of a match made in heaven. Oh, wow. Did, you, uh, I, I, did you wear your camouflage tuxedo to dinner? <laughs> no, no, that, that really it was hard because, you know, I wore a pair of jeans. And, you know, I like to wear shorts everywhere I go, yeah. but I dress up for Norm and Mary, and we were going to mm-hmm. High Flute and Blaze, so I had to make sure I had my bases covered <laughs> and represent, you know, the Steve Austin show brand and yeah. podcast1.com properly. <laughs> so I got gussied up and wore a long sleeve shirt, untucked, of course. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I wanted to ask more about the communicating because I, I work with a lot of men yeah. um, all over the world. And, you know, I always talk about communication and work. And it's really simple to say those words, but a lot of people don't actually know what it means. What does it mean to communicate? And so I wanted to talk to you, maybe if you could provide an example, it doesn't have to be an intimate one, but about communication and what that would look like for somebody. I, I don't know if I really know how to uh, answer that. I just know that, that when I talk, if I had, uh, hmm, <laughs> let's go back a few years, uh, something, uh, eh, what's the best way I can explain it's hard to explain to other people. It is. Yeah. I just, I, I guess the best way I could put it, if there's an issue, we would just discuss it from top to bottom and make sure that we're, there's no misunderstanding. It's a very clear understanding. We're on the same page and, and everything's cool. Uh, and, and, you know, that go, that was, uh, you know, back when uh, I met her in a little bit of my wilder days, we had to have that come to Jesus meeting. And so <laughs> things along that line of discussion and now, you know, obviously on the same page, but stuff about that. You know. okay. Do you have any, um, you know, because you do a lot of, like you said, you're like a dude or a man. Do you, have, did you have issues getting women interested in things that you were also interested in? Or did you already come together because of those interests? You know, it's interesting. Uh, when I when I met my wife now, we were training at the World Gym on the corner of Lincoln and Washington back in the day. Yeah, I and went Joe there. Gold, yeah, Joe Gold was just yeah. on the gym. Talked to Joe every day. It was a great gym. Amazing Everybody gym. Everybody went was to so Gold. So this was, you know, kind of a little bit looser atmosphere, and it was cool. Yeah. So anyway, uh, my buddy Dan w- ran the front desk there. And anyway, I, uh, my wife's teaching special education in John Adams Middle School at the time. And one of her kids had brought a WWE calendar, you know, put on the wall. And my month came up. My wife's not a wrestling <laughs> fan. She didn't watch no wrestling. And sure enough, she saw him in the gym, and she knew Dan, my buddy. And she said, hey, Dan, is that that guy that is the wrestler, Stone Cold? And she said, yeah. And she said, uh, do you think he would come to my class and read to my kids? I, said, I don't know. Ask him. 
So anyway, uh, she asked me and I started talking to her. We had a lot in common. Before I went and read to the kids, we started talking music. She's a big metalhead. She loves Stevie Ray Vaughan. So do I. Oh, wow. So we had many common interests. She's a dog person. She drove a truck. You know, I drove a truck. I, I love dogs. So we had a lot in common before we got started. She's not from L.A. originally. She's born you? and raised in L.A. No, no way. way. Yeah. What, what, hey, those L.A. people are the best people. people. It's hey. all the people that come in. You know what? That you're right. About, like That's us. what right. I always say. Yeah. Yeah. Come in, give yeah. it the cuckoo factor. Yeah, yeah, the LA people are awesome. Well, actually, okay, yeah. so let's talk more about that. So the first time that you were interacting with your wife, or, you know, when she wasn't your right. wife, so were you attracted to her right away? Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, I was attracted to her just initially, just looking, you know, with the eyes, yes. And then in talking to her with the brain and, you know, on the mental wavelength, uh, yeah, because we had so much in common. Did and that make you nervous? When you were talking no, to her? No, 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 because I was digging her, you know? Okay. Well, because a lot of guys, when they do like somebody, they're like, oh, I can talk to everybody. As soon as there's a girl that I find attractive or I'm interested in, I, I have no idea what to say. So you obviously had no problems talking to women that you're attracted to. Oh, no, no, because I, you know, I had my sights set on things in the future. So, you know, I mean, you know, activity. Did I get nervous or back down? No, I, I was very interested in this young lady. Okay. Can you walk us through that process a little bit? Because like, as I just said, a lot of guys get totally psyched out. So ha have you always been like that when talking with women you're attracted to? You just think about the goal of the future or what you want in the future rather than thinking about how you could possibly be rejected? Like, did the confidence come from the career or... You know, maybe maybe the, conf maybe the confidence did come from the career because as a kid, I was a very shy kid. It was very quiet growing up. And, you know, I, I turned to athletics maybe as a, as a way to express myself and uh, be worthy. Uh, so, you know, I was a shy kid. And, you know, that, my, that first girlfriend I had, we lasted for 10 years, high school oh, sweethearts. Wow. And then, you know, went through college and wow. she was about two or three years older than me. And then I ended up uh, getting a wrestling business and that marriage quickly dissolved right after right. it happened. Uh, basically, it was annulled. Do you use wrestling moves in the bedroom? No, no wrestling. <laughs> a, a bear hug. Damn. You know, that, that's damn. about it. No wrestling moves in the bedroom. I do not recommend that. <laughs> that can be very painful. Wait, I'd I like love now. to hear more about what you were saying. So you, you were shy when you were younger. You gained yeah. confidence from sports. And then, you know, once you had separated from your, your first wife, did that confidence continue with women? No, not really. I, I, mean, I don't know how to explain it. I was the guy that, you know, it seems to be. I mean, women were attracted to me. I didn't have to go out of my way to meet women. They just, it just kind of happened. And so there was that comfort level. And I'm not sitting there trying to say I'm Rico Suave. I, I'm not. Mm -hmm. But uh, I didn't have to pursue. Or, you know, it was kind of a, it, it was an easy thing. Mo, you're trying to kick in here. Go ahead well, and save me. Uh, women pursue <laughs> you, right? Because I, I feel with uh, some of our uh, high profile guys, too, that had some success in, in an open forum, yours being wrestling, there were women, you know, that would actively pursue you guys. And, and your job was really just to weed out the wackos from the good ones. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. They all have to be semi-wacko, though. Yeah, semi-wacko from wacko. There's a, there's a, there's a thin line there. <clears throat> but as far as, yeah, as far as the relationships went, and uh, it seemed like I kind of just went from marriage to marriage to marriage. And so it didn't, well, I guess I was... Did you find that you were always attracted to strong women in your life or is that kind of been your thing or do you not really have a type? It was kind of been all over the place. I think it was all over the place. I think that was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think I was all over the place. Once one marriage ended, what made you want to do another one? Were you not, it wasn't that horrible of an experience that you weren't running away from it. You know, in one or two of them, I, you know, I think it was more <laughs> on their end than my end. 
you know, right. quite frankly. But, you know, I'm a guy. Guys are stupid. But you still wanted that. <laughs> you yeah, still, man. You're like, all right, I'll do it if you want. Yeah, like, it's that's kinda, how it worked. It really was kind of like that. And then, of course, a couple I jumped into freely head first, uh, like an idiot. Uh, and then the last one, you know, uh, with my wife now, Kristen, you know, we've been together 10 years and got married about three years ago. That was one of those kind of deals where she had never been married before. And so, you know, I'm 48. She's a year younger than me. And a pro in marriage, yeah. Yeah, I'm a pro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a pro because it didn't really work. Nobody yeah, could pay exactly. for it. I lost money being married. That's uh, true. <laughs> but with my wife, you know, it was kind of like she was at a point. We'd been together almost 10 years. Well, at that, at that time, the seven-year mark. And as y'all know, uh, uh, whatever age you are, my wife was one year younger than myself, so never been married. Hey, that 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 clock is ticking. Yeah, you know she knows the older she gets, the the less chances or whatever her dreams coming true. Yeah. So that was one of those things where I did not want to get married, but it was kind of like I've got to this time. This is the right person uh, because I'm not going to find a better human being uh, oh. than this. And my wife truly is my soulmate, and I can easily, easily, and honestly say that. And, you I know, love I, that. I feel like you've done it right. I feel a lot of these younger kids who are in their 20s feel like it's they need to get married. So the first serious relationship they have, yeah. they're married mm. after a year or two. Yeah. You've been with your wife. You were with your wife, what, six, seven years before you got married? Yeah, and, you know, but the, but the, the one before that, 10 years. Yeah. And then when I got married, I was only 24. That was still too soon. Well, but you started was, young. Seemingly, <laughs> I, I, again, yeah. that, I didn't really think that was so much my idea. Then I got to the game uh, that I did, and then things went off the, the rails. Hmm. But, yeah, man, I wouldn't recommend anybody uh, getting married too damn early. No. Well, well, let me ask you guys <laughs> that, though. So, so then, okay, are, are y'all married? I just I, got engaged, actually. How old, uh, can I ask how old you are? Yeah, I'm 30. 30? I'm married. Married? And I'm 32. In a relationship, 30. <laughs> when did you get married? I got married uh, three years ago, and I've been with my husband for 10. Oh, okay. So same as you. So, wow. but, but then, so y'all are the experts. Would would y'all recommend to any young guy or gal to to, to get married at the twenty four or younger mark? I think no. you change. You know, Never. it's like who I was when I was twenty four was a lot more of a wild card than I am now. I mean, it was I've just changed a lot. So it, it's, doing it's that so all, early, is it's like, also so archaic. You know, it just seems like something that's not necessary anymore. You know, lifestyles have changed. Women can yep. provide for themselves. You know, a lot of people got married back in the 50s. and Gender stuff rules for, are changing. For survival, you know. So I think things have just changed. But if you're from, a sm- you know, an area where that's commonplace, then, yeah, you know, it, whatever. Like, that's what you're going to do. But overall, no, I would never, yeah. never recommend it. I, like, I think if women allowed men to have one hall pass a year... A lot more. And vice versa. Can I tell you something really interesting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. No. Highway streets, Mo? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. When I met my husband, I was 23 years old. And all throughout my 20s, we would talk about, you know, possible threesomes, like all these things in our our sexual escapades in our mind that we would possibly do. And I would always say, I wouldn't want to do those things because I couldn't confidently handle them. In my mind, I want to do them, but I wouldn't be able to handle the repercussions afterwards, which would be horrible for my husband because he would know that would happen. And so as I'm getting into my 30s, I'm noticing that I am more sexual and I can separate emotion from sex, at least in my mind, I still can, but I feel much more confident about about being able to do those things. So back to the hall pass, if the hall Mm. pass is available to men, I think it should be available to women as well. And she just gave you the bottom line. Absolutely. With with that being said, Mo, with your gal, you're going to give her that hall pass? No. Just the... Because you couldn't handle it? I had... It's so funny. I had a dream this morning 
uh, about my wife telling me she was my wife. Whoa, oh, secrets out. Oh, my wife, girl, she might as well be my wife. But uh, yeah, well, let's talk about for, that for long enough. We should tell her about your wife because I think actually <laughs> she might want to know. Keep going. What happened? Listen. Well, I had this dream where she told where she was telling me I was with this man and the sex was amazing, but it was before us. And just her telling me that she was with another guy and the sex was amazing. My fucking blood was boiling. Really? And I, I wake up and she's like cuddling on me like nothing's going on. I'm thinking like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> you cheated on me. There were probably are. so many head veins oh, showing at that God. moment. I was so pissed off. And I realized right away I am not cool yeah. with any of yeah. that shit. It but, is crazy how you can be jealous of possible scenarios. Like yeah. just of uh, like words coming out of your partner's mouth. It is kind of crazy. I've had I'm that with totally, dreams too. I'm like, I hate you. I'm, you left me in our dream. He's like, I'm, not, I'm right here. What are you talking about? Easy, easy. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm a different style chick because I'm totally cool with the hall pass. Not the movie, but uh, the movie was horrible. Oh, you mean but the, the girl shitting in the bathtub in the movie? <laughs> I didn't actually see it. Um, I actually, I'm just assuming. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I am very cool with it because I know personally, I'm not a very sexual person at all. I think I'm like uncomfortable with it and I would rather like just like <laughs> lay with my cat. Honestly, and I've said that before. I'm not. And I know my boyfriend is. So, you know, if that's what it is, that's what it is. And I know we had John Sally in here before yeah. who is very open to that kind of stuff. And for me to even say it, you know, a year ago, I would have felt so uncomfortable. But from doing this podcast, I've gotten a little validation that mm. that's normal. Right. And I've told I've told my boyfriend, like, go for it. But he's way too much of a pussy. Like, he would never <laughs> right. do it. Well, know? he doesn't have any game. So that never is happened. the best way to get them yeah. to do it. Like, just be yeah. like, oh, go for it. Do it. Because do it. The only girl. you think he would feel guilty, even though you're saying, hey, it's cool if you wouldn't oh, did yeah. it? Oh, of course he would feel yeah, guilty. Yeah, so he too. wouldn't be able to ha- get a hard on or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, he would be too nervous. So yeah. it would never happen. It was hard for you to say hard but on. Would you really be cool with it? Yeah, I think I, I think I would because I know what I do to him yeah. in terms of nothing. Like in I do nothing of sexual to him. frustration. It would take the pressure off of you for like providing that sex. Yeah, right? because it's like you know we. I, I know we're going to get to a question at some point soon, but um, I uh, sometimes you know it's like if I know it's like going to be requested, maybe I'll like not go to bed right at right. that time because I got stuff to do on the computer. <laughs> and not that he's not willing to do it on the computer. But I'm just saying, you know. I just, I feel guilty. So it would be something that I feel like I would give him. Not like all the time. It'd be creepy. I just think I have to like eat every week. You're like, just get out I'm of like, here. Yeah. Sex if you're going to have a hall pass, at least invite me. Like, don't just do that separately, no. you know? Like, yeah. that would be creepy would for be me. That's my worst nightmare. I mean, no, that's for me. To be honest with you, it's like, I, I would be really creeped out about thinking of him going off and then coming back. I'm like, what happened? What did I miss? <laughs> like, yeah. I would be like, be there. You would be comfortable watching? Yeah. I would be like, really? really? Just sitting in the corner and watching. <laughs> the I just cor- want to see what you're doing. Yeah. In the corner. Don't put me in the corner. Yeah, maybe be comfortable. Can you, you imagine know? Haley just like sitting there with her cheer. arms crossed? Da, 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 you don't do that with me. I would be cheering him on. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Get in nice. there. Yeah. So this is going to be a really punny question. Um, but what's what's more challenging? The wrestling ring or the wedding ring? <laughs> Oh, damn. I didn't plan that. <laughs> that was good. The show, but... I like it. The wrestling ring. Well, well, from what standpoint? Like, what's more What's more difficult in general? And what's caused maybe more distress in your life? Or what's harder to learn? Is it harder to learn to be a professional wrestler? Or is it harder to learn how to deal with a woman every day of your life? <laughs> I guess, obviously, it was hard to learn how to deal with a woman because right. I got I would, three divorces. I would assume <laughs> And that certainly the being, in, being on the road in the ring has its trials and tribulations and right. levels of stress. and highs and lows and everything goes with it. 
but you know, totally, totally two two different ball games. I would like to think that uh, uh, I'm doing pretty damn good now, as far as what I've learned about the uh, the wedding game and staying yeah. married and being happily married. Yeah. Do you have um, a lot of like that southern southerly southern stuff, like manners? I know, like the oh, South yeah. is kind of you know. I don't know I much can about sense that, about you too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff, opening doors, that whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah. No, not not crazy to the you know the extreme, but certainly right. courtesy, etiquette, respect. Right. I love that. I have one last question. Then we're going to go into analyze this. So analyze this is where we answer questions from people who listen to the podcast, and we would love for you to stick around to answer questions. Can I say one thing yeah, along yeah. those lines, though? But you know, some women here in Los Angeles, I'll be at a retail store or something like that. And I'll say, well, yes, ma'am. And they'll, you know, if you talk to some uh, some of these ladies long enough, they'll say, would you not say ma'am? It makes me feel old. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you know, that's just what my mom and my dad told us to say. And people de- out here feel old by it. Yeah, just Absolutely. say. I do. Just say yes. But I mean, it is respect. Oh, right. of course. Yeah. Just, say it as like, just say it as like, yes, bitch, because it'll actually make them feel much younger. That's yeah. like a very youthful thing to say. Okay. I'll, 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 I'm going to say I learned it here on Ask Women. <laughs> <laughs> I had that. I was down at the U.S. Open, and there's so many young kids down there, and this one guy was like rollerblading or something, which I haven't done in 20 years, but he rollerbladed by me and almost bumped into me. He goes, oh, sorry, ma'am. And I almost started crying. My husband came oh up my. like, oh, do I look so old down here? I went <laughs> home, did my makeup. I felt so horrible. But the question I was going to ask okay. was about being on the road and how like, because a lot of people were asking about uh, long distance relationships. So did you find that difficult to be connected to any of your wives that you were with during that time because you had so much distance between you? Hey, man. Long, well, I mean, it's not truly a long-distance relationship. But to me, a long-distance relationship, if someone lives in... Uh, the guy lives in Los Angeles. The female lives True. in New York. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're trying to make things work. That's, True. to me, long-distance. And traveling is a whole different ballgame. Uh, but certainly with, with the, uh, the traveling and the uh, temptations in the form of other women on the road mixed with alcohol and all kinds of other stuff leads to some disastrous situations. So uh, being on the road is hard. Uh, We were just talking to uh, Jay Moore uh, a couple of days ago. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, (laughs) we were talking about, because he's he's very happily married right now. He's a monogamous monogamous relationship with a wonderful young lady. Uh, He's married to Nikki Cox. You hear him on his podcast all the time. And I I heard him. He loves his wife so much and he adores her. That's what he said. He said, you know, people act like marriage isn't a choice. But he said, my wife was my choice. And what he does now on the road is he will literally do a show and then he goes to the hotel and sleeps. Yeah. So he jerks off. I love his style. Both. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, quite, I mean, that's, that's, you know? Well, that's that's what I was, you know, something's got to happen. Yeah. yeah. For, for our male <laughs> listeners out there who are. It's thinking, true. It I get it. Yeah. For our, male, for our male listeners out there who are thinking about cheating on their girl or something like that, jerk off first. And then after you're done jerking off, if you still want to cheat on your girl, then go ahead and cheat on her. Oh, that's a good tip. But we don't you, condone cheating here. Well, we don't condone it. But look, if, if you could, it's a good test. If you could blow your load and and, and still want to cheat on your woman, then <laughs> the wrong woman. A, Mo, wrong that's girl. probably the worst Deep. advice I've Deep, heard. Yeah, any yeah. human being utter in the last couple of months. I love that you were calling him ridiculous. out. Ridiculous. Mo's like masturbate and then wait like. 
two minutes. But <laughs> two you wait, minutes. See if you still want it. If you do, get out of your After hotel 15 room. Minutes. Worst advice ever, guys. Don't listen to that. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go into our questions. So uh, for the guys that are listening, we have analyzed this, as you know. But if you want to write in questions, write into uh, ask at askwomenpodcast.com. And here is our first question. Hello, ladies and man producer. I love that he doesn't call him Mo, but the man producer. This is a little bit of a long one, but it's actually a really good question. My wife and I have been married for seven years and we have two kids. We loved each other and are, we love each other and are still attracted to each other, but we don't have sex. I feel like we have become a total cliche, get married, have kids and no more sex. I want to do something about this, of course, because it's not healthy for the relationship. Since having our second child, my wife has zero libido. And when we talk about it, she says she is struggling with the role as a mom and as a wife who has sex with her husband. Right now, she's completely focused on being a mom. I get that, but I can't help but feel neglected. We do go on dates and I try to do romantic gestures, but they don't really change things in the long run. When I try to initiate sex and make it all about her, she is not interested, which makes me feel rejected. To compound the issue, my wife is in the habit of staying up very late, sometimes until 4 a.m. So we never go to bed together, which makes it pretty hard to have sex. So we are rarely in the bed uh, at the same time together for very long. She says she stays up late to get cleaning done and have time to herself since she takes care of the kids during the day. I get the idea of wanting your own free time, but not seven days a week. I think it's become a selfish habit at this point. And of course, she's tired the next um, uh, the next week because of the lack of sleep. I think it's time for some marriage counseling. What do you think is going on and how can we break these cycles and stop being a cliche? This is from Matt. Oh, Matt. And Steve, I would love to hear what you have to say about this. Man, right off the bat, it just doesn't sound like the, the, the young lady is interested in her husband anymore. I'll surface yeah well i know that my knee-jerk reaction is nah she's she's not digging him yeah he says we're still attracted to each other but he's speaking from his point of view you know of course he is because he's like eager to have sex with her he's in his his own attraction still attracted to her but he doesn't know about but it sounds like that he she's really distracted i know some of my friends who are moms now and it's like their priorities totally shift i think that he should like find a way to like go on vacation and like rekindle that flame without the kids sounds like she's super stressed out i don't think that's gonna happen i think she's gonna be thinking about the kids I think she needs to let go if that's going to work out. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Just, I, I, just give the kids up for adoption. Yeah. The there's always that. that. Yes. Problem solved. No, mm-hmm. but I, I think what he was asking about um, about going to counseling, I think that that is the best thing. To have the two of you in the room with a third person present. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am a big fan of therapy. My husband and I go to therapy. We actually went to therapy before we got married, married as well. Mm-hmm. And it's been the thing that has helped our relationship thrive and survive. And sometimes you've, you've got to have that therapist there, that third wheel to help you fully flesh out the issues at hand and get to the bottom of things. Because yeah. sometimes, and, and this relationship between this man and wife, you can sit there and talk about it, but things are going to be left unsaid or under the carpet. They're not, not, not all yeah. the bases are going to be covered. So, you know, you can talk about as much as you want, but I, I agree with your point. Therapy is a must. Yeah. yeah. And I think even for her, because I, I think, listen, I'm not a mother, so I have no idea, but I can see from what my friends go through, there is a, a whole shift in who you are when you become a mother and they have two kids. So you get into this role of being the wife or being the mother and you're not the sexy, attractive female anymore. So that whole dynamic gets thrown a lot. And as much as this man can work really hard at planning a date night, right. it is really difficult for him to help her refine her feminism. It, it's not up to him yeah. to give that to her. So I would actually suggest having his wife go to therapy as well. And while she's doing therapy, he babysits the kids, has them out of the house, and allows her an hour free for herself after the therapy session. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally down with that. But and, and it's not always about the date night. It's not about this yeah. presentation. <laughs> no. It's got to be that connection. Yeah. And that's not going through a ritual or a process. 
you know, you either have that chemistry or you don't, or you need to refine that chemistry. So, he, sure. you know, the, it's not all about the date night. Right. And he, totally mentions, exactly. he mentions trying not to be a cliche. And that is a pretty big cliche. Just having that date night. It's right. not, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, try like, you yeah. know, waking up in the morning and pinching her ass and sending her a flirty text and getting her riled up during the day and feeling sexy and feminine. And, and that can help. But even more so, start with the therapy to show that you are actively trying to help out with your marriage and with helping her mentally. And she definitely, I would say, has walls up. Yeah. And when mm. the walls are up, you don't feel free. You don't feel, yeah. you know, uninhibited enough to like go for it with your, with whoever's, you know, yours, you're with. But if you go to therapy and you have that, you can get everything out there. Those walls start coming down. You start to loosen up a little bit. And the next thing you know, you start feeling things again. Yeah. You know, it's physically. totally true. Right. Cause when I, when I don't see my therapist, I sound like such a therapy person now, but, um, I get really trapped in my head. Even if my husband is super wonderful and we do communicate, um, sometimes he gets trapped in his head too. So for both in that space, it just distances us. Cause we're not present when we're with each other and it's hard to refine that spark. So going to a therapist, like emotionally dumping on them and just, you know, re- having that release there really helps me a lot. And that makes me more present and happy with my husband, to be honest. Also, she's staying up to 4 a.m. to clean the house. Yo, Matt, get a, come get on. A cleaning Pulling lady. For women, it's like a clean house. When I come home and it's clean, I'm just like yeah. ready to go. Cleaning lady know. time. Hire a cleaning lady. And, and, and listen, my man, you got to step in and do something now because right now you're in a routine and five, six years can pass by yeah. and you're going to be miserable and you'll lose five, six years of your life. So if you're what, you know, you need to give your wife an ultimatum here and tell her, look, we need to go to therapy. This is happening. I'm booking it. If she fights it, then you got to tell her the bottom line is I'm not living my life the next 10 years like this. Yeah. So we need to do something yeah. or, or else we got to look at alternatives first. And that alone is super sexy. To Plus, like, I, I love therapy because I love talking about myself. <laughs> yeah. And this is like a great time to be like, me, 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 me. And so, you know, she might not have that time with their kids. And that's where you're like. Huh, that's a really good point. All, All right. right. I thought you guys are really on point. And I love the thing about the walls because yeah. the walls happen. And if you don't address them, they just get higher and thicker. Right. And yeah. Mo, Mo, to your point, you know, it's, it's a thing where, uh, you know, a lot of people want to stay married for the kids. Kids are going to be fine. Right. There's no sense in going through life miserable. You know, yeah. you, you, know, yeah, you, you want really to make it work point. for the kids. But you got to make it work for you. You've got to be happy with you before you can be happy with anybody else. So you got to make that dynamic work. Right. Yeah. He needs his yeah. needs. That's Trust. a really good point. Ultimatum's a, a tough word, but if it is what it is, it is what it is. And the bottom line. Bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Matt, hopefully that answered your question. Um, bottom line, what we're saying is go get some therapy for either your wife or for you guys as a couple. It'll be really helpful for you guys. Okay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, love the show and truly appreciate all the advice and help. Your podcast always manages to put a smile on my face. I'm a 20-year-old university student from Montreal, Canada, and I have recently given up drinking alcohol due, due to personal reasons, and I have never been interested in doing any drugs or smoking. That being said, I have no problem being around other people who choose to drink and can have a great time uh, drinking my Coca-Cola. I also just recently broke up with a long-distance girlfriend and don't feel ready to invest in a full time, full-blown-on relationship. Do you think that my choice not to drink will hurt my chances of meeting people or hooking up with girls, or do you think it would make me seem more threatened? Keep on rocking, Alex. Mm. Well, first of all, Coca-Cola is pretty close to a drug, so I, <laughs> but I'm not going to preach about that. But um, what do you guys think? 
I don't think he needs to make a big deal about it. Like initially we just have, have his drink because I think there's a, there is a social barrier that when you're like, oh, you're not drinking, well, have a drink. How, you know, it's that thing that's there. And it's like, I don't think she should address it at first, but I don't think it should be a if, problem. If he's super uptight without a drink and not fun and miserable, then it might make a difference. I don't really drink because I, I would, I would drink if I, if I could, but I'm just like also a pussy. Um, so, but I'm, I'm easy. I can talk to anybody without a drink. So it just, I think depends on his willingness to be open with or without alcohol. And and listen, buddy, you're 20 years old. So you're probably going to start and quit drinking a bunch of times because you probably just don't know how to drink responsibly yet. Uh, but if you're in a college atmosphere, you're going to be surrounded by kids who are drinking. And the, the problem is, is college kids are too immature to to accept you for who you are. They always just want to point the odd man out. So if you're the odd man drinking in those situations, yeah, you're going to have your buddies give you shit and maybe point that out. You know, bring up the good things like, hey, I'll be the DD tonight. And then they'll end up loving you because you'll be the DD. But yeah. look, you know, yes, you're probably not going to be having sex with college girls that are drunk and plastered and shit like that. But, but yes, you don't want to do that. Yeah, but no, some men do, yeah. you know, but, but isn't you, that the college experience? That's the college experience. <laughs> but you could easily find girls in other atmospheres where people aren't just there drinking the whole time. You know, if you're going to make I just well, I want to hear what Steve has to say. Hey, man, I think more power to this cat for not drinking. Great, yeah. I think, uh, you know, uh, I've never gotten shit faced and made great decisions. <laughs> right. They always led to bad decisions. <laughs> so this kid's going to keep a level head, maintain his health and go down that road. More power to him. And if that's a roadblock for him to meet a quality human being, then it is what it is. I think he's going to run into like-minded people. Birds of a feather flock together. You know, it doesn't mean you have to be the greatest person in the world or you're perfect. But birds of a feather will flock together. He will be fine. Oh, I do not need alcohol as a crutch. Better have done that. You you own it. You have to own your personality and just like not let that that inhibit you. And as as a woman, a guy who is shit faced isn't. The well, most attractive. Man I was in just going to say, I was right, never right. looking at a guy thinking like, "Oh, you're so drunk right now. Well, I can't like, wait to go home with this." You. Like I know that guy. wasn't my turn on. Right. <laughs> right. You know, Actually. if he had a drink in his hand, it felt I didn't feel weird having a drink in my hand. Right. I, that's the only thing that's uncomfortable. Is like for me, I don't drink that much. So if the guy I'm with isn't drinking, and then I feel like, oh my god, that's what I'm saying. Have your drink. Have I, sometimes I drink apple juice at the bar if I don't want to drink, it's just because yeah. I like to feel like I'm, you know, yeah. there's you know, taking. Yeah, exactly. You got to be very specific here. It's it's the confidence that alcohol gives men that women are attracted to. Uh, and that's it. It's but the, the okay. I know also, lots of guys who don't need the alcohol confidence. Start you. working on that it's, for yourself and you're who are fine. confident without the alcohol are just as sexy. That's the oh, right. The, and that's what I was Sexier. Yeah. yeah. The guy who doesn't worry about who's judging him is sexy. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So Alex, I hope that answers your question. All right. Next one. Hello, ladies and Mo and Steve. He didn't know you'd be here today, but I added that in. Um, I loved your podcast. I was out dancing at a restaurant opening uh, with a couple of lady friends and my cousin. During the middle of one of the sets, I just reached out my hand and snagged this waitress I had been eyeing most of the night as she was uh, cleaning a table and we danced for a little bit. It was a lot of fun and she was totally into it. Okay. And this is a very long one. So I'm going to condense his story after this. So they were out dancing. He snagged a girl. They had a really good time. Um, uh, uh, so they end up leaving and he doesn't get her number. And then he decides to go back the next day, but he can't find this girl. 
she's nowhere to be seen. And he keeps going back like every once in a while to check she was in. A figment she's of his not. Yeah, it was called. This one's called Ghost Woman. That was the subject mm-hmm. line. So uh, he knows, but he knows that she still works there because he talked to one of the other waitresses. So he knows that she's still there because he asked another girl, um, and she said that she does work there. So what should he do so that he doesn't become King Creepoid and freak her out? So how does he get in touch with her oh. without freaking her out and continuously like walking into this bar every night at a restaurant? If there's one person who has tabs on a hot waitress in a joint, it's the bartender. Okay. And the bartender, <laughs> his job is to talk to you. Have a drink at the bar. Pull the male bartender aside and be like, oh man, I like the girl that was here. We had a great moment. When does she work next? I want to come in and see her. And the bartender will normally give you that information if you're not a creep. Right. I, I agree. It's good. Yeah. Semi. Semi. But the problem is he's already gone in there. So it's like if you do it, if you go in once, that's when you ask because mm-hmm. it's the re-showing up that turns you into the creepoid. Yeah. So, Especially when women <laughs> see this happening. Right. Because the other waitress returning is every single day. Yeah. The waitresses will talk and they'll be like, this guy's been in here like five times. And then, you know, all right. of a sudden she sees your car in the parking lot. She doesn't want to go into work. Right. So try to, do it, it. try to do it on a first approach. If you've already been there, uh, go back to the same waitress that you talked to the first time who might have her information. Just ask for her Ask for her phone number or email. But would you give that out to I somebody? Don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I would give. Don't go back as the creep. Oh, yeah, I'm a bad make, friend. Make, I'd be like, yeah, here make, it is. Make the restaurant your local spot. Make the bar your local spot. So go in there to drink and eat. Go in there with some friends to drink and eat. Just go in there to live, you know, to do your fun thing instead of going to that other restaurant. And then eventually you'll run into her. And then you actually won't be the creep. Everyone around there will get to know you. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I but know that's Mike. Mike's so much work. Oh, Jeff. Well, it sounds a little hard up or desperate to me. You grabbed her, they started dancing. It was a wonderful time, seemingly. Maybe not so much on her part after, you know, after right. thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's you know, dodging like, work every uh, time. And, and maybe she got mono. <laughs> she's sick. She'll be back when she gets well. You know, who knows? But yeah, he, he doesn't need to be, you know, going there every single day asking yeah. everybody, where yeah. the hell is this chick at? <laughs> yeah, drop it, <laughs> drop it down with the, with the bartender and then get out of Dodge. Exactly. Or free with the place because you really like it and become a patron. Yeah. Yeah. Mo, Mo, I that agree. How you scored your lady. Is that how you scored her? Well, he stalked her for a year. I know you did. Uh, I worked. It took me a year to get my girl. She said no for a year. And then finally I said, Steve's like, we're not friends anymore. (laughs) Well, listen, look, I was. Steve, don't do desperate. I used to be. I used to. I could get any girl I want back in the day. Apparently not. So the one girl who told me no. (laughs) Listen. listen, Yeah, after six years. (laughs) Now, look, the one girl that told me no was Hold the girl out. I wanted. The one girl. Uh-huh. The one girl said no is the one I wanted. Uh-huh. Did you want her more, though, after that? Oh, for after sure. After she kept denying you and denying oh, yeah. you, and that fire was That's lit. She's uh-huh. my girl. You know, too many girls, that give it up on the first night. Uh-huh. She's like, fine, I'll do it. I'll be with you. Okay, Zach, I hope that answered your question. And Zach, actually, I noticed, is a cartoonist and illustrator. That's what his signature said. Oh, cute. I would love to have a cartoon of us drawn. Uh, oh, my a little, God, Zach. A little note to you, Zachary. Give me big boobs. <laughs> give all of us big boobs. Okay, the next question. Give Hi. me a big set of man boobs. <laughs> Exactly. That's what exactly. Hi, ladies and Mo. I know one of those um, topics you hit over and over again is loving yourself first and having the self-confidence as being really sexy. However, I had a question about body hair. I'm a pretty hairy guy. We have two bald men here <laughs> waiting to answer this question. Yeah. I got more body hair than you, though. I believe that. But impressive facial hair here. Exactly. You, you have pr- more just on this arm. I'm sure he does over his whole body. <laughs> <laughs> I got a hell of a bush, show. 
<laughs> I'm sorry for lowering the bar, y'all. Show, please. Don't worry. Oh, you're not lowering the bar. All the time. It's lowered all the time. Okay, so I'm a pretty hairy guy and it's dark black hair. I have thought about using Nair, oh God, horrible, or going to get at least my back waxed, even worse. But I'm curious to get the female perspective on this one. What should he do? Oh, I think you should take care of that back hair. But with Nair or waxing? I don't know. I don't not know Nair. how this works. I'm not an expert. You're okay. pretty strong about this, so you just don't dig the You know what? I've, okay, I was in Italy, and I have a picture of it. And the it wrong was like, place to go to avoid It was like a stuffed hair. animal that was like coming out of his shirt, like oh, long no. hair creeping up his neck. That's my and, father. And it terrified me. And I think, take care of that. Oh. I know. Like when we were on vacation when we Daddy. were younger, me and my sisters were so embarrassed when we would be on the beach. He'd take off his shirt. We're like, take your shirt off. And he... I'd already taken it up. <laughs> just had this hair. It was so gross. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. Well, What's I supposed know, to do? I mean, nair it? The thing is, a lot no. of guys, a lot Why? of guys struggle with this. And I do feel, I do feel for them. I know some personally that have that have struggled with this mo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, they want to go to the beach, but they won't take their shirt off. It really <laughs> just stand, sweating. Yeah, it just stands in the way of the having fun and loosening up. And <laughs> I, I Laser hair removal, guys. Yes, I was going to say on Groupon all the time. There was always a laser hair yeah. hair removal. Offer. Yelp at first before you go in. Look, yes, look, for sure. I, I am but, a man that has a ton of body hair, and if it, what men got to do, Mo can wear it well. You just, the, the only reason I wear <laughs> he's it a well curler. is because I keep it under control. Okay, I trim it out. Yes. I make sure that you know it's. All right. I don't trim my arms out, but you know the chest. I make sure the back looks good. Like you just. What do you do for the back? Trim. Who trims your back? I, you know, I just keep it short. I How? Keep, Reach around with scissors. I, I little, no, little, like gardens. Like, a, like. I feel like a clipper. And make sure that I, I'm not a bush on my back or anything like. Wait, that. let me. I want to feel your back. Hold on. No, no. Not, turn around. Let me see this not, back. We're not. I am really clothes. curious. Take now, your Mo. shirt off, Mo. Listen, if you come to the beach, like I invite you every Saturday, then hardly you can see me with my shirt off. Uh, I haven't been invited. Am I left out of these emails? Oh, so rude. He's inviting me to the beach. You asking these women to the beach? I don't want to see your hairy back. <laughs> so I what's our these- bottom line oh, wait, here? Our bottom line is, okay. Uh, Take care of it. Don't nair because yes. that comes back stubbly. Don't wax. You get horrible ingrown hairs. And can if you do, if you do choose to painful. wax... It is really painful, but it can make it very silky smooth. Um, if you do wax, you have to take care of it properly so that you don't go into the sun immediately it can turn after. Into pimples. Turns into pimples. Yeah. Um, you shaven. have to exfoliate everything like constantly after so that the ingrowns don't start popping up. But if you go into the sun or into a pool shortly after you wax, you can get a horrible, horrible rash. That's too much maintenance. And, yeah, and it's way it's way too much. I would say laser on Groupon. There's like ones for sixty bucks. You go in for six sessions, and it's it's not permanent hair removal. It's permanent hair reduction so you get rid of most of it and then it the rest of it, it you, out, you trim like what Mo said yeah, that's my opinion manscape i think gillette's got a whole new series of manscaping and it, they do yeah, she's a whole you know they, they have all the hot models go i like a man with hair on his chest but not on his back i like a man with oh, those commercials oh i don't want to mock it but they're bad yeah. commercials we can do so much better for those gillette people because uh, honestly we, we can tell these men want to do with their with their listen, hair dude if, if you rock the bush all right burt reynolds rocked the bush for a long time <laughs> He got a lot of chicks. Okay. So if you rock, that was the eighties. That was the eighties. Let's just consider the era. Yeah. Yes. But also the thing is, if you are dark skin, I won't drag this out too long, but if you do have darker skin, it doesn't work as well because you need to have contrast for the, from the hair to the skin so that the laser can recognize it. So if you are going to do a laser, 
Don't go in the sun. Don't get a tan. Don't eat carrots. I know. I was like, no, oh, thanks. Well, you've try had laser, your, obviously. Try to keep your skin as light as you possibly can. Did yeah. You, did really? You your bush laser? No, but I'm thinking about it. <laughs> oh, I've, so got an, I've got an no, everything I'm, laser. I'm not, I'm my armpits, my bikini line, everything. Yeah. I love it. Wow. Yeah. Laser's amazing. It's, yeah. It doesn't hurt. There's a whole bunch of different kinds of lasers you can get too, but oh, laser has that's, been my savior. He, I told you about my father. That, oh, that no, passes my. on. So. I had to remove all of that. And that's all the, the questions that I have. I thought we were going to talk a, little, a lot longer, but um, thank you for asking these questions. And hopefully we gave you really good answers to work with. I think we did a great job. And yeah. Steve did a phenomenal yeah. job. Oh, by the way. Yeah, pro. Seriously, you should come back more often on this is show. This, is this I will show? come back more often, especially if Moe's going to get his bush laser. <laughs> yeah, let's follow Moe's journey as he lasers his bush. On our Instagram we're going to do account. a two for one, you and me. Done. <laughs> The 10 year journey. Hmm. So, guys, if you want to write in to have us analyze your situation, uh, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. We get a lot of emails, so I'm so sorry if we didn't get to yours this week. Hopefully, we will get to them this year. Uh, we, we have like hundreds of, of emails in our mailbox right now. But again, ask at askwomenpodcast.com. And, Steve, where can people find you now? People can find me at uh, Twitter, Steve Austin BSR, and they can check out the Steve Austin Show on PodcastOne.com and iTunes. Yeah, listen to Steve's show. You're an amazing interviewer. It's yeah, really yeah. Like, that's all that Kristen was talking about this yeah. morning. She you said, guys she said come you on my shows and oh, solve yeah. some of my oh, listeners' yeah. uh, problems. Oh, we love that. We'll reciprocate. Me and Mo will set it up, have y'all on the show. We'd love to. And I enjoyed my time here. Thank y'all for having me. We've been talking about it since we met, I and know. we did it. Yes, yes, we did, did it. it. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks again for being on the show. So, guys, uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com backslash ask women. <laughs> I can ask women podcast. I, I cannot. Say Ask Women Podcast without the Twitter in front of it. But guys, we will see you next week. Download all new episodes every (laughs) Thursday, right? Every Thursday. Every Thursday. Bye. 